Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, here we are on End Times Friday. Uh, so it's quite an exciting uh, time. And uh, we're. Uh, this will be coming out, I think, at the... Uh, 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 end of March, we're taping it right before that, so it's current events for sure. Uh, what's been uh, going yeah, I on? I was hoping that this one was going to actually be for March 17th. I wore a green watch and everything because when we're taping this tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day, but <laughs> I think it's for the uh, I believe I think we're a little further. I, back, I think it's one right? more week after that, so uh, all right, right. Let, let's see that green watch. Happy belated. This was my anniversary gift we bought. I can't even do it right on the phone. Bought that in Spain. Dan and I got watches for our 30th anniversary. So super and, fun. And that's green? It is green. Yes. You can't really tell, Candy, but it is. It looks black on the screen. No. Yeah, it's green. Trust me. Emerald okay. green. Okay. Happy so. happy, happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Thank you. Happy St. Patrick's late. Day. <laughs> um, well, uh, a lot has happened uh, in the world. Um, there so much. is. Uh, <laughs> um, a bank uh, called Silicon Valley Bank in uh, uh, San Francisco area uh, collapsed, mm-hmm. um, and it it threw ripples, you know, into the world banking system. Um, immediately, um, another bank, uh, the Feds, went in and took that over, called Signature Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a little uh, interesting story about that. Is that um, I uh, have a, uh, a friend who his son is involved in a startup. Mm. And the startup uh, is raising um, dollars, and they were about ready. They had just had a commitment to receive $10 million. Uh, oh, wow. And they, was it from one of these two banks? No, it was uh, from investors, but mm-hmm. uh, they were going to, on... On a, on a Monday, this Monday following this collapse, put the ten million dollars in Signature Bank, mm-hmm. um, and uh, if everybody understands how it works, is that um, the Fed has a, uh, a reserve that uh, covers uh, failed banks up only up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars per an account. Right. So that if you exceed that, then you have to see what what deposits are available to see what you can get. But you're going to lose probably value on what you have in the bank if you have exceeding two hundred fifty million or two hundred fifty thousand dollars. They were going to put ten million dollars in, mm. and then be stuck with oh what what's going to happen with that? And Signature Bank was actually weaker than uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Oh wow! Um, and so uh, when he got the news, um, they were they they were watching. <laughs> Uh, his dad and him were actually watching the ticker. They were just happened to be watching one of those uh, financial channels. 
Right. And the news comes across uh, Silicon Valley Bank gets taken over by the Fed. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they're watching it, underneath it, it just had a, a little uh, note. Next to be reviewed is is uh, Signature Bank. Mm. And they say, and his dad said, "Hey, we need to they're, pause this. They're they're <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna probably go under too. Um, you don't have anything to do with that, do you? Uh, yeah, we're about ready to put ten million dollars. Said, don't do it. He said, do not do it. Wow. Um, and they didn't do it. And they were saved from uh, probably losing, you know. And they're just getting started, so the right. you know they would they would have had probably what their bank their uh, business wouldn't have been uh, launched because of it. So, right, it yeah, was, so it was interesting. My understanding is the way they have handled this particular. I don't know how they did um, Signature Bank. I'm assuming it's the same, but I don't know that for a fact. But I know SVB. Um, the government did come in. They didn't do an official bailout as a bailout would actually prop the bank up and help and save the investors. But they did come in and guarantee all full deposits, not just the 250, but above and beyond anything that was deposited in the bank. So they protected the depositors um, based on the FDIC, but not the investors and not the structure of the bank itself. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so and- it was a type of bailout, but not a typical bailout. Right. Right. Um, and the, uh, you know, let me help you understand what happened. Um, remember from uh, really 2008, mm-hmm. um, the Federal Reserve rate, and the, and the rate is what's called prime rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, what, it's what's the index of what people borrow from based on the rate that the Fed has stated. And basically, at the purest level, it's what the banks can borrow money from the Fed to be able to then uh, put have money, have deposits, uh, lend out that money, uh, and they've got to make money on the spread. Right. Because um, they got they to do something to have you know loans et cetera that are higher than that rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, from 2008, in essence, the rate was uh, equivalent to zero. I mean, it was a quarter of a it's point. So low. It was yeah. it was zero. So everybody, you know, was lending. That's why, by the way, and I'm sure a lot of people did, got mortgages at two, two and a half percent, three percent, because hey, um, the bank's going to make money. And the mortgage company is going to make money, and and I can get a great rate. Um, well, with inflation, uh, so so it's going on for year after year after year. Uh, it just so happens that uh, Silicon Valley and actually Signature um, took on higher risk scenarios uh, and became known for that. So that right. um, think of all the startups in a lot of the tech startups, tech startups yeah. uh, are having money put in by investors mm-hmm. um, and they're then offering a little bit higher rate one and two is we'll 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 then lend you money when other companies, other banks won't because mm-hmm. you're too risky. So they they both paid more and they lent more uh, right. ri- risky loans. So. Uh, so because of the low interest rates, and they, they made a fundamental mistake, and the mistake is an assumption. Well, this is going to continue. 
So mm. we'll just keep doing it. And what they did is they they then invested excess money into long, what's called long-term bonds. Mm-hmm. Long-term bonds uh, are, um, um, uh, I'm going to invest in a bond. By the way, that money goes outside the bank to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to pay me, uh, you know, three and a half percent. Uh, well, three and a half was greater than zero. Right. So yeah, sure, why not? Um, and I can make the spread. And the fundamental mistake was they didn't diversify their portfolio. So mm. they put a majority of their money into long-term bonds. Mm-hmm. Well, when the inflation hit after 2020, 2021, 2022, um, the interest rates, and as everybody can appreciate right now, anybody going out to buy a mortgage, go say get a mortgage for their house, right. guess what? The mortgage rate is 7.5%. Right. Um, and they're caught in that dilemma because they can't change that bond because it's called a long-term bond for a purpose. You've committed mm-hmm. for a long term. Um, and their money got got stuck with now becoming upside down. So just think of it as simple as this. They have a 3.5% bond. That's how they're getting paid. Well, they have to now lend uh, and, and invest uh, and, and, and pay 7%. Mm-hmm. So they're losing 3%. Right, right. Um, and it became known that they were stuck because of a stupid decision that they made. And and then what happened is when it became known, and they were, they were trying to downplay that, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, 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 we have this problem, but we're going to go raise a bunch more money, which they were trying to do. But the, what's called the street. Without being noticed. <laughs> without being noticed, but it, it got noticed. And so the investors, excuse me, the depositors that became mm-hmm. aware of it pulled out their money. So in, right. one, in one day, <laughs> uh, the total deposits, by the way, are about 200 million, 200 billion, sorry. Um, in one day, $40 billion got transferred out of the bank. Um, mm. And they couldn't. They couldn't. Uh, it took them out of out of a commission, and they couldn't support it. And that's when the Fed said, "Okay, we're going to step in, because you you now can't fulfill your obligations because of the right. strategy." And the that ripple you did. effects across the economy would have been huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, Signature Bank, and then so what the Fed did immediately, which I think mm-hmm. they probably were looking at, but they weren't. They weren't over. Let's say over managing it. Uh, uh-oh, um, who else is in that same right. position? And Signature Bank was another one and the same thing. They're, in, they're taking mm-hmm. these, the same you know, kind of money from startups, et cetera. Uh, so they shut them down over the weekend. Um, right. Then there's a series of six, seven, eight regional banks that are kind of in the same boat. Now they haven't shut them down yet. But mm. they're kind of in the same boat of you kind of made the same strategic error of not diversifying right. and hedge what's called hedging that, okay, it's fine to have some, but you got to have others that you could move, move it fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an implication to all this in a second. Um, okay, guess what? <laughs> a worldwide bank called Credit Suisse is right. in trouble as well because uh, they did the same thing. 
Uh, and that's a huge bank. That's this not, is that this is, is, tr- is trillions, <laughs> trillions of dollars around the world, mm-hmm. um, and partners with all kinds of stuff all over the world. Mm-hmm. And in essence, when you think of Credit Suisse, Switzerland, mm-hmm. the most the rock. You know, we everybody right. thought they were the rock, and it turned out to be they're not because they did the same stupid decision. Mm-hmm. So they're in trouble that now has to be maneuvered around. And of course, you know, the, the bankers around the world are working on it. Okay, so um, is it going to collapse the system? I don't think so at the moment. Right. Um, but it's showing how, showing cracks, how sure. cracks and how fragile it is. Mm-hmm. Of the whole thing is, and by the way, and this is, this is something, remember that uh, the... Uh, uh, World Economic Forum, the WEF, mm-hmm. is in league with the Rothschilds who own or control all the central banks in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you look at the end, and again, keep thinking of the purpose of what the WEF right. is about and the Rothschilds are about is one world government. Mm-hmm. And in order for that to occur, which by the way, when it does occur, it's readily accepted as the best solution. Mm-hmm. It's not a, you forced it on us and I'm, I'm gonna resist it. It's, it's readily accepted, which means it'll come out of a economic collapse mm-hmm. where people are harmed personally. And, and, and they'll this s- will provide some sort of solution to and it. And they'll say, we have the solution. And your government, which by the way is being proven, Mm-hmm. doesn't have the wherewithal to solve the problem. And now this is, <laughs> and this is really interesting. Um, why not? I mean, just think of the simplicity of this. Why not? Well, because no government has any money. Right. Um, they're all operating they're all in, debt. <laughs> in deficit scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's controlled by the central banking, uh, which is, by the way, why... Even the central bank today, because of inflation, should raise the interest rates even higher. That's mm-hmm. what they typically would have done 15, 20, 30 years ago. They can't. If they do, they actually collapse the governments. Right. Because it takes so much money out of their uh, income from taxes mm-hmm. that all these other programs couldn't function. And so they're caught in this catch-22 of I really should economically, but I can't, so they don't. Uh, Even there, it's still a pressure. Uh, Now, here's Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, At some point, they will. Why? Because they need to collapse the government, so to speak, because the people that are one world, follow one world government are willing to say, you know what, I'm willing to give up my sovereignty of being American and under mm-hmm. the American uh, government system to follow this new one world government. Why? Because it's better in their mind. Right. Um, why? Because it came out of a collapse. So here's, here's the deal. They could have pulled the trigger today with that collapse and started it by just not responding to it. Right. And they could, it would have just, just gone through the whole world and it would have started the collapse. So here's, here's the imp- implication of this. They have the power to do it. But they didn't. And we need to understand that. That mm-hmm. it could have happened right now by just an event that they understood 
and I believe are actually pushing into that position so that they can, eventually it's going to collapse the system economically and we're going to have a big problem, uh, which is going to lead to then the one world government. So we're going to go through, for believers, we're going to be with everybody else. We'll be involved mm-hmm. in that collapse. Um, so just by definition, as we look at the end times, um, and again, understand that it's in play and we don't know exactly when. You know, it could be next year, it could be five years, 10 years, 50. It doesn't matter that uh, we need in our, and that's why Jesus said, pay attention and teach your children mm-hmm. the truth of this because they need to be ready for it. Um, right. Is that in the, in the event of an economic downturn, which by the way, uh, think about 2008, um, it happened and there were a lot of people out of work and in real financial trouble. Right. Uh, and God says, be ready for the fluctuations. Even if it's not the ultimate collapse, there will be fluctuations, mm-hmm. recessions, and deep, deep problems. So as a believer, God says, I can give you understanding wisdom to do fine through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen and process. And then two, ultimately, when it collapses, we're going to be affected still. So are you ready for that? And then two, when the solution comes, he says, if you're following me, and you now know that this is the beginning of the of the tribulation. Do not take the mark of the beast. Right. And that's going to be a scary moment of, yeah, but that's my solution. And God says, well, I'm your solution. Um, mm-hmm. And so we have to keep you know processing that more and more and more that uh, we have to be ready and understanding and, and see. And we just saw a glimpse of it. You know, right. just boom, boom. They could have done it. They absolutely could have done it. They prevented it. I don't think it's now, uh, but the structure is there for when they want to mm-hmm. do it. Um, and we're and we got to watch it more. And by the way, and this is just uh, a heads up uh, for all of us um, that the uh, the what's called the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, only guarantees now in this case they they the fed stepped in themselves they bypassed it right and said we're gonna we're gonna give you the people that have deposits we're gonna make sure you're, you're okay with it mm-hmm. uh, by the way if they wouldn't have they would have collapsed it you see how that works right right uh because <laughs> just like this one company was gonna about ready to put 10 million dollars into signature well, they'd get insured two hundred fifty thousand, and they'd lose nine point seven five million dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, and they would say, "We, that's all we do." Sorry. Right. Uh, okay. Here's a heads up. If you have money in banks, two things. I would check out where do they stand on the there, and there's a published list mm-hmm. of banks that they're reviewing, and see. First of all, is my bank in there? If they mm-hmm. are, you ought to reconsider where you put your money, number one. Number two is that typically the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, only depo- only uh, guarantees $250,000. Mm-hmm. So you have to have accounts under different names. Mm. Uh, you could have $3 million in the bank, but it has to be in... in but it in, needs to be divided into different accounts. Into different accounts with different uh, numbers. Uh, and I'm talking about uh, sources, so like your wife could have one, you could have one, your partnership could have one, your kids could have one, your company can have mm-hmm. different numbers, um, but you gotta spread it out. Mm-hmm. And then by the way, um, typically what, it, what a small business does or, or somebody who has some wealth 
is that they're in more than one bank. Right. Is that they put a certain amount in this bank, certain amount in that bank, certain amount in that bank. And by the way, um, uh, treasuries are a good source because they are they are fully guaranteed. Now, mm. ultimately, it won't become worthless because the government's going to collapse. But if that happens, then it's all going to collapse anyway. So, but so in what? These <laughs> short-term cycles that are going on, right? That's more secure, right? So, so the the uh, the challenge of this is that it's real. Mm-hmm. The structure is there; it could have been, and the fluctuations are going to get more mm-hmm. and more severe. And the impact, personally, is going to be uh, something that we need to pay attention to, Father. What would you have have me do about this? And give me wisdom. And wisdom, and remember, is just now that you know the truth, right? Well, then follow the truth and don't ignore it and say, "Well, God will take care of it." And he said, "Well." I sent you two boats on a helicopter and you didn't, <laughs> and you and you didn't, didn't get on it. I, I gave you a heads up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I warned you, change your system, put your put your mm-hmm. money in a variety of things, do it a different way. Um, I'm giving you a heads up because it's obvious we, we can see it. And our question would be, based upon that, Father, what would you have me do? That's what we're trying mm-hmm. to teach you is, is seek God, seek God, seek God. Uh, and so... Um, we just pray that you know you will continue to pursue that and think about it. Uh, and this actually has something to do with our, our uh, verses today. Uh, remember uh, Jesus in, in uh, Matthew 24, um, he's describing uh, the answer to what, when is all this gonna happen? Mm-hmm. And he describes that we've talked about, you know, Israel being restored, the signs, uh, earthquakes, uh, wars and rumors of wars, famines. All these things are going to happen. Um, when you see Israel return as a nation, you know that it's soon, uh, which it has. Um, the last time we talked about uh, his story in the first part of 25, which is a continuation of 24, that uh, don't be foolish and think you're covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it doesn't matter and that uh, it'll happen anyway. No, he says, don't be foolish. And first of all, be prepared and make sure that, first of all, you're a, a true follower of Christ and are going to be in the wedding feast, one. And then right. two is that um, it's implying don't ignore the things I'm trying to speak to you to get ready to mm-hmm. have oil. And the oil would be the Holy Spirit and provision uh, of what I'm trying to get you ready for. And he said, uh, just because you're my child or you think, you think I'm your, uh, you're my child, that I'm going to take care of you, not when I'm asking you to get ready. And the wise virgins were ready. Mm-hmm. They had prepared for it and they had it. So he said, be prepared. Then he goes into this other story, which is, isn't is really tied to the end times because he, it's just a, a beautiful story about the talents. And, and it has implications, but he ties it as a continuation of the end times. Uh, so go ahead and read uh, Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Sure. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought the five other talents, saying, 
Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You, will fa you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came to the Lord and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from whom... From... Huh, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay. Um, so again, this is a, a story of multiple levels. Um, in that um, uh, he's, he's talking about uh, the master, and that's, that's God, Christ, is giving um, an assignment with some resources. Mm -hmm. um, and he gives it and there's one that has five uh, one that has two and then one that has one right um, so one of the things he's trying to say is that uh, per se it's not about the quantity mm -hmm. because when we when we see the end line of it um, he said the same thing to the guy that had five that, that returned five the right. guy that had two that returned two, he gave them the same reward. Right. So when we think about um, our assignments and what it means for us uh, to uh, uh, walk through life with him, he said, don't compare yourself to somebody next to you. Mm. Well, I've got more or, or they've got more or they, they're more skilled or they're, they're more talented. Uh, no, um, I'm gearing it toward you because he said, why? The outcome is the same. Mm -hmm. uh, the reward will be the same. Just be faithful with what I've given you. You be faithful. And, and he said, uh, in essence, and, and, uh, you know, and we're just going to start this and then continue this next week, is um, the five went and, and got five more. The two went and got two more. Um, he said to them both, same thing, well mm -hmm. done what? Good and faithful servant. Okay, good and faithful servant. Um, and we're going to explore that in depth next time more. But um, the question is, well, what does it mean to be good? Mm -hmm. And what does it mean to be faithful? Mm. And by the way, he just said, it's not based on on uh, your uh, uh, over overarching amount or how you look at the results. So the five could say, well, I got more than you. Right. I did better than you. I got five and you got two. God said, that's not the point. Uh, don't look at it that way. It's it's based on good and faithful. Um, and I, he said, we got to understand that. And then he said to the one that had one that did nothing. 
um, what did you say to him? You were lazy mm-hmm. and you didn't do anything at all. And you thought, well, as long as I don't lose it, right? Uh, isn't that good enough? And actually he said it isn't because you were not faithful, you were not good, and I cast you into utter darkness because there was no response to my instruction at all. Why? Because you decided on your own what to do uh, with your own stuff, and you didn't even follow and come and see what I was up to or what my assignment was for you. Mm-hmm. So I, in essence, I didn't know you. you. You thought you knew me. But I actually didn't know you. So he's talking about two different two different levels here. One, he, he is talking about salvation. Salvation being uh, time with him in eternity. That um, a little bit is if you're if you're truly my child and a mm-hmm. follower of mine that now knows that you're going to be with me in eternity. I am going to give you a, an assignment. I am asking you to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we know that. Uh, there's people that truly do receive Christ that aren't very faithful and they still get, they still get there. But mm-hmm. his, his, his question is more, if you're not having any fruit, maybe you should consider, are you truly a believer? You might be. Right. But truly, are you a believer? And then if you are, there's a reward for being faithful and good, and, and there's gonna be two different levels of this. Would be one, you get to spend eternity with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, the two and the five, there's no difference. Right. Your reward in heaven's gonna be the same. Um, by the way, it has implications for, for now uh, of what that looks like today, if you are faithful today. So we're gonna explore, what does it mean to be good? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be faithful? What's the reward? And and why did he attach this to this discussion about the end times? Right. So it's really interesting. So come back, mm, come back next week. Interesting, okay. Come back next week and we're gonna answer those questions uh, to get in there, but it's really special. And we all know the parable of the talents, but we've associated it with, with really not the end or the deep implications of this Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it is attached to the end, we're gonna we're gonna go into that. So it'll, it'll be fun, and we'll 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 pick this up again next week, and uh, bring you up to date on any new uh, any new banking situations. And right, uh, uh, we pray that you don't lose your money. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks so much for sharing. Looking forward to continuing in this parable and seeing what God has to speak truth to all of us in that. So yep. if you have questions, be sure to send them in to questions at afjministry.com. And we will tackle them on here. Yep. Anyway, have a great day. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.